0: All right, I'm going to be reading out the scripture reading. It's John 11, verses 17 through 27. When Jesus arrived at Bethany, he was told that Lazarus has already been in his grave for four days. Bethany was only a few miles down the road from Jerusalem, and many of the people had come to console Martha and Mary in their loss. When Martha got word that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him, but Mary stayed in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus told her, Your brother will rise again. Yes, Martha said, He will rise when everyone else rises at the last day. Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live, even after dying. Everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never, ever die. Do you believe this, Martha? Yes, Lord, she told him. I have always believed. You are the Messiah, the Son of God, and the one who has come into the world from God. Please pray with me. Dear Lord, please open our hearts and minds to the lesson that Ken is going to give us today. And I'd like to also pray, Lord, that you can bless this community with rain We could really use it after this time. I'd like to see some good grass around here. So please open our hearts and minds to the message that Ken Becker will give us. Amen. Thank you for downloading our podcast. Make sure to subscribe to get new ones every week. And don't forget to check out First Methodist Sweetwater's website and social media. Now, please enjoy today's special message.
1: Well, thank you, Justin. Uh, That's a tough act to follow. You have a lot of enthusiasm and energy. And it's a good thing you're not a ham either. Yes. Yeah. This was a time in Jesus' life, and maybe for each of us, was about to change. Jesus was about to do something that had never been seen before or no one could ever imagine bringing back his friend from the dead, not from someone that just died, but has already been dead for several days. Is John preparing us for the possibilities of something that will change our lives forever? Let's be clear. If it was, Lazarus did die again, and Jesus didn't. If we read the book of John, he reminds us of the miracles that Jesus did as part of his story. In John 21, 25, he stated, Jesus did many other things as well. If every one of them were written down, I suppose that even the whole world would not have room for the books that would have been written. As we know, God never misses an opportunity. The name Lazarus in Greek is Lazaros, which comes from the Hebrew name Elazar, which means he, God, has helped. Let's get back to Lazarus. I hope by the end of the message today, we'll have a better understanding how we live differently because of God, Jesus, and his resurrection. That we have a choice to follow or not. We have the opportunities for many, many possibilities. Jesus was a friend to Lazarus brother to Mary and Martha if we think back to the scriptures we find in Luke 10 38 through 42 as Jesus and his disciples were on their way he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home up to him she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he was saying but Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be done she came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Well, I can be honest, I can relate to Martha a little bit. That sometimes that we get caught up in the service, the preparation of event, that maybe we miss the purpose or miss opportunities because our head was buried in what we believed was most important. Following and. Verse 41, Martha, Martha, the Lord said, You are worried and upset about things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it is not taken away from her. As I was searching to find out how Jesus and Lazarus became friends, and maybe how long they had been friends, I couldn't find a timeline. We assume it was long enough that the two built a bond before Lazarus' death. This might be a good place to remind us that Jesus performed many miracles and he brought someone back from the dead. Every time he did, they eventually died again on this earth. Jesus is the only one raised from the dead and continues to live without dying again. All others died before our heavenly opportunity comes together. I'm assuming that the relationship that Jesus had may not have been long, but apparently was a very deep one. Jesus had friends on this earth like Lazarus, his disciples, and many others. Jesus loved his friends so much that he wept for him. Maybe this helps us understand the important of the heavenly relationship we have with our Father, but also the relationships that we should have on this earth. If we look back to John 11, verse 3, where the sister sent a message to Jesus, they said, so the sister sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. If we go on to verse 4, when he heard this, Jesus said, this sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory that God's Son may be glorified through it. You see, at this point, the disciples didn't think Lazarus was going to die or was dead. They just thought Lazarus was sick and Jesus would heal him. Jesus was about to further show his disciples who he really was and is, the Son of God. It also reminds me of how impatient I am and how I want my problems and prayers answered as soon as I pray them to God. I sometimes forget that God's plan is always right, and mine tends to be the opposite. Most times, waiting is something that is good for us. It teaches us many lessons. Not only through patience, but realizing that God's help us learn something about ourselves through God. Sometimes our waiting is keeping us from something else that may not be so good for us, which is also part of God's plan. God's time is always right, ours not so much. If you read through John's scriptures relating to Lazarus, in John 11:1 through 25, It presents several learning opportunities and possibilities for us as it did for Martha and Mary, the disciples, and the masses. It deals with faith. It deals with patience. It deals with lessons to be learned. Mary and Martha had faith until it became personal. And then they questioned Jesus by saying, if only you were here, Lazarus, would still be alive. The di- disciples didn't understand that Jesus was going to do something that continued to prove who he is again and again and again. Not only to the disciples, but also to the masses. Why do I, a believer in God, Jesus, and the resurrection, doubt him when it comes to my problems where's my faith i believe in god's power for others but for myself my family my friends not always are my problems bigger than everyone's or maybe it's just my faith is smaller than it should be god with jesus being the Word of God, offers us endless possibilities. He doesn't tell us that the road will be paved in gold, and that if we believe, we will never have a problem. He gives us free will to decide for ourselves. God does make it easy by just believing and allowing Him to work in our lives and through our lives. He offers the possibility of a life with Him, to work with God, to bring life to others. When I think about being a believer, or maybe even a non-believer, I hear people saying that it's really too hard to be a believer. To be a follower of Christ, there are just so many rules, you need to help others, you need to think of others more than you think of yourself. You must get up on Sunday mornings and go to church. What about this tithing thing, and why are you wanting my money? And you can't do it by yourself. The reality of these things gives us a structure that we really need. We really don't think of them as rules as we do the much of a way to live with him. I personally think that being a non believer would be much harder. Think about it, there is no safety net if it's just you. Everything that happens, good or bad, is because of you and you only. When this life is over, you're done. You're toast. You have no one to lean on during troubled times. You don't think you have long-lasting consequences for any of your actions. Can you imagine thinking back to the top ten worst days of your life that there is no one to help, no one to lean on, and no one to pray to? One of Carla and I's worst days was with our daughter, Jennifer. At 18 months, she developed bacterial meningitis and was in the hospital for 17 days. Upon admission to the hospital, we were told that she probably had a 50-50 chance to make it home. In the case that she did, her chances of being permanently impaired in some way were very high. We were fairly new to Sweetwater and had made a few friends, but not many, and were attending the Presbyterian Church. About 14 days into the hospital stay, her pediatrician was becoming very frustrated that she wasn't responding to the meds as he had hoped, and was still running high temps and having other various symptoms from time to time. At this point, he ordered a CAT scan to get a better look at the infection on her brain. That scared Carl and I even more than we already were. When he came back into the room, Prepared to give us the results. He was just shaking his head. All he would say was "As, as sick as she had been, and for the length of time it was, he should be able to see some signs of brain damage we clearly remember him saying, if it's there, I can't find it. He concluded that in some cases, the antibiotics would force the immune system to respond by keeping the the fever up, even though the infection was coming under control. After three more days, they sent her home and said they would keep a close eye on her for several more years looking for signs of damage or development issues caused by the illness and the strength of the meds that she was given. Long story short, she is, and to this day, perfectly fine. She was always a straight A student. She hit all her developmental markers without any problems of any kind the thing that maybe we wish she would have had some effects on, she still endlessly talks and never stops. I can say back in my younger life, even though I was a believer, albeit a non-participating believer, I lived my life somewhat like a non-believer. I didn't think I needed or wanted any help. My ego was large enough to handle it all by myself. If I did go to church, sorry, I'm broke, don't have any money for you today. Or I had more important things to spend my money on. The experiences we had with Jennifer put me on a new path. It made me realize that there was a higher power And that higher power was God. Of course, it wasn't immediately. God made His changes in me over time. Remember, God doesn't make us follow His rules and teachings. He calls us. He invites us to live our life with Him. Again, offering us the many possibilities of life in Christ. Most of us can go back in time to an instant or troubling time where God was with us and got us through whatever it was that we were dealing with. I can tell you in the last three years I have grown more as a Christian than any time before. My prayer life has increased dramatically. The things I pray for and thank God for are all over the place. From the very big things to the littlest things of dropping a screw and being able to find it on the floor. It has helped me to be more thankful for who I am, where I am, and with whom I am. Just a little side note. John recorded I am statement seven times in his writings. Think about how important these seven I am's have become to us. John 6, 35. And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. John 18, 12. Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. John ten nine, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. John ten eleven, I am the good shepherd. The Good Shepherd gives His life for His sheep. John 11, 25-26 Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in Me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in Me shall never die. Do you believe this? John 14, 6 Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. John fifteen three, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, bears much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. If you look at it, all these I am statements are an echo from the original I am statement that God spoke to, Mark, to Moses and spoke through a burning bush. Moses asked God for his name so he can answer And the people ask. The I am I pray to and have faith in has become a part of our family's lives in every moment. He has me noticing that life has been happening around me, and sometimes I was so busy that I didn't notice I may have missed many of the little things and some of the big things. I do notice his hands have touched so much. The flowers, the clouds in the sky, a baby's cry, his love, and his love for others. And of course, our daughter Jennifer. I'm no longer afraid afraid of what's next, because I know he's already there. So in closing, my question for each one of us is, how do we live differently because of God, because of Jesus, and because of His resurrection? For me, I have hope and I have faith. Hope for today. Faith that Jesus was actually sent by God. Faith that Jesus did die on the cross for each one of our sins faith that he will return one day faith in god and his promises faith that we where we are today is not the end faith that we will live again and will be with the i am one day please bow with me in prayer Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity today and thank you for the people in this church. Give them strength to be disciples you want them to be and help remind us that as you put someone in front of us, dear Lord, we're never too busy and we can't walk around them because that's our opportunity and our possibility to make a difference. We pray this in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.